0: Welcome to I'm So Obsessed, where we get the inside take from actors, artists, and creators on their work, their career, and the things they obsess about. I'm your host, Connie Guillermo. Grammy Award-winning singer and songwriter Macy Gray is best known for her distinctive raspy voice and for R&B hits such as I Try. But in 2020, Gray decided to do something different. She set up a nonprofit called My Good to help families who've lost loved ones because of police brutality. My Good offers financial support and emergency funding for everything from mental health services to funeral costs to grief counseling. I spoke with Gray about My Good, about some of the very difficult conversations she's had with moms, including what not to say to them as they're grieving. A quick note, because of COVID-19 and shelter in place, our conversation was recorded over the internet, so be prepared if the audio sounds a little bit quirky. Thank you, Macy Gray, for talking to us today. And I am really excited to hear about a project that you have been working on over the past year called My Good. And I know that you're doing many other things. It's very timely, the work that you're doing at this point in our, unfortunately, our current history about what's going on. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what My Good is and why you started it? And we can go from there.
1: My Good is a new charity. We're about a month old officially. We formed to support the families of victims of police killings. Financially, mostly like um, funeral costs, legal fees, things like that, just to support the families through the crazy pain that they go through after a loved one is lost due to police brutality.
0: Do you think that they were not getting the support that they needed? Obviously, you did. Otherwise, you wouldn't have started it. And why do you think that is?
1: I don't, I don't know if we're the only foundation doing this. I know there's a lot of social justice charities that are fighting for you know laws to change and things like that, but I don't know if there's any other charity who specifically just is there to back them up for, for mental health services is number one. That's the number one thing when we talk to the families that they say that they need access to. As, and when I talk to them, I mean that they have other people uh, uh, that support them. But as far as a charity, I'm I'm not sure if there's one that just does what we do so far. Mm-hmm.
0: And mental health is important to you, and um, you've had some challenges yourself. So I, you're not speaking about this hypothetically, which I think is very important for people to know.
1: Yeah, it was it was started specifically for mental health um, because. Of, of course, after something like that, you need someone to talk to. I mean, you need a lot more than that, but a a proper therapist or counselor can really just make it a little a little easier for you and uh, most of these families, um while you know people talk about the race issue and stuff like that, one thing that they have in common is is none of them are are wealthy. They're all like lower or low middle class families and uh just are not set up financially to pay for a funeral, to pay for all the things that go with that, too, and support their their family through, you know, mental health costs. Because it's not just like say a mom; it's the mom, it's the dad, it's the sisters, it's the brothers. You know, Tamir Rice's mom; she has she had three other kids. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's a very harsh, unfair thing to go through. And, and my good is there just to support as much, you know, as much as we can.
0: You've been talking obviously then to moms and and other family members who have to go through this horrible process. And I mean, they are victims themselves, right? What are those conversations like for you?
1: They're really difficult. As much as I want to reach out to these families and do everything that we can and, and our team, we have an incredible team. I really hate talking to them about this because it's you know you have to be really careful about what you say and and they tell their stories and and there's nothing you can say so it's just you know what I mean there's just nothing you can say to make anybody feel better and and I've learned of of a couple things that you're not supposed to say I got checked on that really quick but um
0: well give us some examples so that we can spread the word here
1: Okay. You can't say <laughs> a couple of moms told me this, like, they're like, I, they don't like when people say God, you know, God decided it was his time or God had a better thing for him to do stuff like that. Cause they're like, you know, God didn't take my son away. The police did, you know, the, it, there's different stages. It's, it's, um, some moms are like still really grieving, like can't get through a conversation without just falling apart and then there's mothers who who are a lot more evolved and have have been through it and have had time to you know pull it together at least a little bit but you never get over something like that and then and then there's anger i would say all of them are, are still just really angry and and don't understand why the system is the way it is and and it's mainly because uh when you get to the to the courts and they just don't get the justice they deserve they don't they don't get to be any kind of vindication and People talk about the settlements they get, but those are three, four years down the line sometimes and, and money doesn't doesn't fix that. So they're all in like different stages and, and, and some, you know, you have some people who don't come out of it at all. Do you know what I mean? Of course. Um,
0: it's your, it's your it. child. It's your child. So I, I was looking through the work that you're hoping to do and are planning to do. And one of them is a campaign that will actually feature the mother of the victims on camera talking about what it's like so that they can show people, you know, this is not a story that you read in print, that this is people, this is their lives and how it affects them. And when do you think we'll start seeing some of that aspect of the campaign? Because obviously hearing from the mothers of victims, as a mother myself, that would be a very powerful thing to see.
1: There's a lot of just basic things you have to do to set up a a proper charity or foundation, and we're still getting through that but we've been able to help a lot of people so far and hopefully we'll get to a point where we where we're not needed as much you know where we don't have so many situations and victims that we have to to support
0: and you're trying to do right by people which i would imagine is going to require you talking to a lot of people and learning yeah. about what actually is meaningful to them and what actually makes a difference to them versus People want to do good, they want to be helpful, but sometimes they don't know how,
1: right? Yes, so we we're, we're talking to every every family that we reach out to, we we do a full-on interview because I want to know what they want you know what they need and and i i do want them to tell their stories as hard as it is to hear because um i don't think people see that side of it i don't think they you know it's easy to go out and march and 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 you know like you said like some facebook posts, but uh to live it is another whole thing that i i'm not even can't even imagine what it's like to to go through it especially when you can't handle it financially, even, you know, on top of everything, you have to still worry about, you know, we have um, one mother who has been saving up for her son's headstone for four years. We were able to help her out with that. She actually sent me a text yesterday, like, I can finally get the headstone. People don't think about just stuff like that and, and the other kids that are involved and, and the tragedy of of having to live through it and be there for your other kids. And, and their tragedy. And it's just, it's just a lot, you know, there's divorces come out of it, you know, temps on, you know, drug addiction, all kind of, of stories. It's just not, you know, it's not a natural thing to, to happen to someone to, to, to lose their kid that way. So it's, it's, it's really heartbreaking. And, uh, I, I hope people will join us in, in making their lives as easy as possible.
0: I want to also add, I mean, this is obviously something that is very topical and is certainly the topic of conversation (laughs) in the world uh, after some of the events that we've seen over the past few months um, Mm -hmm. with um, police action that has led to death and just discussion about, you know even calling it in some cases murder. George Floyd is, you know, the example, but you are not an anti-police organization and you make that point. Let's just clear that up for people.
1: No, we don't, we don't hate the police. We're not here to take any side on, on the police situation. We're just here to take the side of the families. So I don't, I'm, we're not here to hate on police or, or anything like that. Um, but if we can be any kind of support in and making that better. Like I said, I'm, I'm not a police expert and, and, and the admin of how that all works, but um, we're just on the side of the families. If we can be um, a support for initiatives and, and changing laws and policies, then I, I'm, I'm all for that. We wanna be there for that 100%. Can I just give a little shout out real quick? Of course. Okay, so first I wanna tell everybody the website is mygood.org. So mygood.org And I know everybody's uh, a little tight on uh, cash right now, but just whatever you can give, there's choices for $5, $10, $20. Every little thing helps. You'd be surprised at, at what what a difference you can make with just even a little bit. If you have a lot laying around, that'd be great too. So go to mygood.org and uh, donate. And then our Instagram is at mygood.org. And then I just want to give a shout-out to my team, to uh, Sharon Harris, uh, Wendy and Susie from Prana PR, um, Grace Blake, and Cheryl Baker. They've been really amazing, and and this and we're going to go all the way with this. We're, we're, we're having a good time, and, and we're helping people. And I want to
0: add, you're also looking for people to come help you, right? You want volunteers who can offer some special services that can help the families that you're helping, right? So there's a call for volunteers. So if you're bored with baking or binge watching, you can spend some time and get involved.
1: Yes, please do. We, we definitely um need volunteers. We're, we're putting our board together for those who want to be involved on that level. So like I said, it's just starting and, and we're wide open Any anyone who feels like they have any kind of expertise or advice for us. We're so open right now. It's crazy. So definitely go to mygood.org and and you can uh, email and we'll, we'll hit you right back.
0: And you're going to host a a virtual concert to help raise money for my good. So tell us about that and when that's going to happen.
1: We are looking at October, November, December. There you go. (laughs) That's my window. (laughs) But, um, we're, put, we're putting it together. It's a, it's a bit of an undertaking because of all the different platforms and doing it on the right one and doing it right and making sure the streaming doesn't get interfered with. And it's it's a lot. This whole, you know, on your laptop thing is very weird to me. I actually hate it. I'm used to getting on stages and people got their hands up in the air and they're drinking and, you know screaming and you say, everybody scream and you can hear everybody scream. But now, you know, you say everybody scream and everybody has their Zoom on mute. And it's really...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, but uh, I mean, technology has some advantages, right? It does get your message out there. And I guess more people can attend a Macy Gray concert virtually than they ever could uh, in, a, in a stadium. That's true. <laughs> Wait, so CNET is a technology site. What is your view about technology? Do you have a favorite piece of tech?
1: Um, find my iPhone because I always lose my iPhone. <laughs> it's, my favorite app. it's the app I use the most.
0: <laughs> I think a lot of people can relate to that. Well, we've we've all been in you know some kind of quarantine for most of this year, and uh, what so what have you been doing? I mean, obviously you started this very important nonprofit, and I applaud you for that. But how have you been spending your time? What gets you through the day? Well,
1: it's been a journey. Like when it first started, it was like, oh, this might be cool. I'm gonna hang out at home all day, and I'm gonna you know I learned how to cook a few things like everybody else, watched a bunch of movies. And that one, my mom was in town and it was kind of cool. And then after two weeks, it just got really old. I was like, what? Are they serious? You know, know, I had a huge summer tour planned and like every day I was getting emails, this got canceled, this got canceled. And so it started to really get real after maybe the two or three weeks. And then you go to like the stage of, okay, I got to adjust and I got to go stand in line for toilet paper and order it on Amazon. And you just get like, your basic everyday process switched up. And that was very difficult for me because I like, you know, I like to go out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. And then then it was like, okay, now we got to figure out how we're going to make money because we're not going back to work. And it's just been a really, it's been a nightmare. I know everybody's looking for the upside of it, but this is really awful. <laughs> I actually really, really hate it.
0: Well, uh, two or three weeks to watch a lot of movies, cook, And just hang out, you know, that's actually, it took me a little longer than that to get, you know, a little burnt out. Maybe I didn't, I hadn't watched as much stuff as I needed to watch. So I was like kind of happy to binge watch some things, but I hear you, you want to be around people. And unfortunately being around people is not the right thing to do uh, right now, at least. What about um, your music? So let's talk about that. You, you had a concert, Mm -hmm. uh, a tour planned, and obviously that's on the back burner, you're not a fan of streaming sites but I don't think that's going to stop you from doing work that gets streamed. So how have you been um keeping up to speed with your music? Uh
1: we we did I did make a record um hopefully um uh, be putting that out soon. I'm hoping to get that out in the next few weeks but um we you know we made a record. I've done um a couple of, of festivals are kind of, you know, figuring out how to do their concerts and festivals online. That that's I know Jimmy Iving came up with a new streaming thing like yesterday. So everyone's kind of, you know, creating around it, and and um, so every artist is is having to do the same, you know. So and then I think for a while, you know, it was no one was making records because most of the studios were closed because they were. They were on, you know, stay-at-home order, too. So, you know, we did a record in like two or three weeks. That was amazing. That was um, that was so much fun just to get back to that. And, and um, what else? Working on a, tea, a reality show. I have a beauty shop on Hollywood Boulevard, and they were going to make a reality show of it. Of course, that got shut down. So now we're kind of making a reality show of the beauty shop during covid which is which is cool. It's gonna be interesting next year, media-wise, because everybody's gonna you know you're gonna see movies with people wearing masks, and you're gonna hear songs about protest, and you know it was it is it is a very it's, it's a huge muse for everyone, you know, because we all were forced to create. And, and to rethink everything. I think next year will be really interesting. We'll have a new administration, new move, you know, all kind of crazy stuff creatively and, you know, all kinds of new talk shows and podcasts. It'll, it, next year's gonna be pretty wild. So I'm looking forward to
0: that. I don't know if a lot of people know that you studied um, screenwriting, right, at USC. That is part of the reason I think that you tell stories in your music. Mm-hmm. right? I mean, that mm-hmm. as a writer, that's what I hear when I listen to your music. What kind of stories
1: now do you want to tell next year? The songs I wrote, they're all, it's not like super messagey or preachy, but in all the lyrics, there's some kind of reference to, to what's going on. Do you know what I mean? So like if um, there's a, a really great love song, but in the verses, it's kind of, References what's going on. I want. I want to tell the story of these moms that that we're talking to and that that we're you know kind of have moved in with emotionally. I, I really want to tell their story because it's just so important that people see the the behind the curtain of it because it, it's it's worse than anybody could imagine. You know.
0: Another thing that I I want to ask you about is just variety of people that you play with and i know that you've said in some interviews that you don't consider your music necessarily mainstream it's what you love you do and that's your voice and you want to put it out and whether it's mainstream or not right mm-hmm. is immaterial and, and so i was looking at some of the people that you have partnered with and you know they're notable people ariana grande black eyed peas but also random uh santana Dolly Parton and then Zucchero, who which if people don't know, he's an Italian kind of R and B singer, very notable in Italy. I think one of my cousins gave me a Zucchero album 15 years ago. Uh, these partnerships that you make and these pairings up of with other artists, what
1: drives that? Because it is very eclectic. You know, just as a musician, you I wanna I wanna learn still and, and uh make as many good records as I can. And, and uh, it's fun to go in with, you know, I'm in with musicians all the time. You might just not, they're not as popular as somebody like Grill or Ariana, but you know, we're all just musicians and, and you just kind of naturally end up working together. I don't know, don't really discriminate. I love Dolly Parton. She's like the queen of the world to me, so. I love Dolly Parton too.
0: Tell yeah. us the Dolly
1: Parton story. Okay, so. Can I tell you something? Yes, tell us. Dolly Parton all the time. She was in the studio. So like I go to the studio totally bummed out. I want, you know, I have on my sweats. I got on my big hoodie because it's always cold in those rooms because they have to keep the equipment cold. You know how that is. So most studios are freezing. I go in, I, I bring in my, you know, I got a little alcohol. I got my chips. I got pizza order ready to go. And it's like a complete chill out, no stress. So she's in there. She has on 6-inch heels. She, her hair is perfect. Her makeup is perfect. She has on this black turtleneck. She's in all black. She looks like she's going, you know, to the ball. And she's like she's like dressed to the nine, like ready to go and it's and it's all like when I get dressed up it's 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 weird for me cuz I'm I'm a bum, you know, fashion-wise. Like, you know, I like to be comfortable. But she's like as comfortable as I am in my bummy clothes. As she is in those clothes, which I, I always admire, women like that because that that's a, that's a lot of work.
0: I mean, that's a skill. Of course, you love her, but what did she like to talk to? I mean, we've all just watched her from afar. What What did you learn from Dolly Part? Other than she's a fabulous dresser who pulls it off effortlessly.
1: You no, don't understand. She is Dolly Part. Like, there's no <laughs> there's no nuance going on. Like what you saw in Nine to Five. That's Dolly Part. Like, she talks like that. She's bubbly. You know, she has that accent. She's, you know, she's sexual. She, she has this big blonde bouffant. Like, that's her. There's nothing to get to know. You just watch 9 to 5, and that's that's her. She loves her husband. She couldn't stop. She talked about him all the time. And she told me when she's in disguise, she goes out without her makeup, and people don't recognize her. So wow. as myself, itself, you know, without the makeup, no one recognizes her. So do you understand the irony of that? Like when she's all rest up, she's her. When she's not, she's not herself. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well,
0: people don't give a second glance because they're expecting a certain look, right? And so when you come across somebody, it's unexpected. So you must get, well, not now because we're in quarantine, but people
1: must recognize you a lot because you're who you are as well. Oh yeah, so weird. I, I walk out of my mask and I think I'm, you know, chilling, and people say, "Hey, Macy, you know, can I get an autograph?" I don't know. It's weird. I I didn't think I was that recognizable, but I get I get recognized a lot. Not when I think I'm, you know, being, you know, low key.
0: So, again, we're, we're a tech site, and I have to ask, if you could have something invented, some piece of technology invented
1: just for you, what would it be? What do you want? I want a voting app. I have no desire to mail anything or stand in line in November. I, want, I don't get why they don't have a voting app. I want to look on my phone, pick the people I want, to p- and be done with it. Like, all this drama is crazy to me. It's 2020. Yeah,
0: we we don't quite have the security and authentication down for that yet. So just a reminder, if anybody thinks that they can vote by app, that is actually not true. So don't be (laughs) fooled. There's a lot of misinformation on Facebook and other platforms about things like that. You still need to send in a ballot of some kind. You cannot vote electronically.
1: That's not crazy to you. It's like they've invented everything under the sun.
0: I think it's coming. I think, uh, you know, technology has changed, obviously, the way we all live. And just in the past year, it's really changed. People now doing Zooms and and Skypes or whatever your favorite FaceTime tech with your family and being very comfortable doing video. We have telemedicine. You know, for a long time, people would would were saying, "Yeah, you're not going. You want to go to your doctor. You want to see them in person." And now we're starting to see really a lot of acceptance of telemedicine. So technology is definitely changing exactly. the way we live and work. So we'll see when we get your voting app. Okay, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm probably not going to be
1: the one to come up with that. But <laughs> I just feel like with all the things they can do, they they, sh- they should have figured that out by now.
0: I don't know. There's a lot of things that you would hope we could figure out that are taking a little bit longer. We still don't have uh, flying hoverboards and uh, universal translators, although that's also getting close. (music) The name of this podcast is called
1: I'm So Obsessed. So tell me what you're obsessed with. At the moment. okay, so. I needed a vacation from my kids. They were just driving me nuts. So I took a vacation all the way twenty minutes away from my house and I got a hotel and I brought my fire stick so I could watch whatever I wanted to watch without buying movies. I know I'm gonna sound really out of touch, but I started binge watching Transparent. That's great. That's and not I ended up watching like I, I ended up watching a whole season last night. Like I really only had maybe three hours of sleep because I was up all night watching <laughs> It's so
0: good and it's so funny. Wait, and, and your new album too? It's coming out in a few weeks. What's the name of it? You didn't tell us.
1: Not the album. We're going to put out the first single. Okay. Can you tell us what it's called? It's called, there's a lot going on in the world, but I just want to drink and have sex. No, I'm just kidding. I, we, don't, I haven't, we haven't titled it yet, but I just gave away what it's about. So that's close. Enough. Well, there's definitely a lot going on in the world.
0: So yeah. good luck with my good and the project. And I am optimistic that you can help a lot of people with all of that. Thank you, Macy Gray, for taking some time to tell us about what you're up to. Thanks again to Macy Gray for talking with me. And thank you for listening. We hope you'll take a moment to subscribe to I'm So Obsessed on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, be safe.